Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 8th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Hope everyone is having a good start to their week. Uh, always some fun stuff on the horizon as uh, the offseason continues. Uh, today is going to be a little bit of a lighter episode, maybe a little bit more of a deep dive and, and then into some speculation about a minor issue. That's what we do here in August when there's not a whole lot else to talk about. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and talk about the G League and the Lakeland Magic in specific and, and kind of also uh, the direction and the investment the Magic are making this offseason into their team. But before we get into that, I do want to remind everyone that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network over on their Facebook page, Locked On Pods. It's facebook.com slash Locked On Pods. That's where you'll find on Thursday, throughout the day Thursday, uh, our Facebook Lives. Uh, I believe most of the NBA podcasts, maybe some of the NFL podcasts as well, are planning on doing Facebook Lives pretty regularly on Thursday. So be sure to like us at Locked On Pods on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Pods. Just search the Locked On Podcast Network to get those or to, to be present for those and interact with the Locked On hosts. Just like me, there are Locked On Podcast hosts who are experts about their teams for pretty much every team in the NBA, a lot of the NFL teams as well. You can check out those podcasts as well if you're looking for the Bucks or the Jags or the Dolphins. You can check those out on iTunes as well as Audio Boom. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast if you have not already on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places that you can download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Of course, I'm always looking for interaction with you there, so I'm looking forward to Thursday's Facebook Live. I, I have not set it in stone yet, but I will let you guys know the moment I do uh, when I'll be going live on Facebook Live uh, for this week's episode. Uh, got got a good. I think I have a good topic to to get us get us discuss get us discussing. I might have to do uh, with that Nicholas Batum thing that came down on uh, on Sunday, which I, I had a lot of fun doing that. But we'll we'll talk about that on Thursday. Today we are talking about the G League, of course. As many of you know, um, and if you're an obsessed, obsessive fan like me, you certainly are thinking a little bit about this, uh, and that is the Magic will be starting the Lakeland Magic this season uh, in the, the new G League. Uh, the Magic have yet to sign any two-way contracts, and that's a bit curious, but I'll talk a little bit about that, about that in just a moment. Uh, the Lakeland Magic essentially... Uh, are are going to be a huge benefit to to the team as a whole. Uh, as the Magic for the last three years, I think, have had uh, the Erie Bayhawks as their D-League affiliate. And, and that meant that their D-League team was a plane ride away and very difficult to get to, honestly. Uh, you know, with the Magic, you were using the D-League 
they'd send players there for weeks at a time uh, and just kind of leave them there. And that was never really what they wanted. They wanted the one-to-one relationship. They wanted to be able to try and mine or develop some players uh, in the D-League. They, they never really did that. I'll discuss that later on in the week, too. But uh, it was never really an ideal situation. Uh, Alex Martins, the Magic CEO, had long said they wanted a team nearby so they could actually use this, this tool that they have at their disposal. And so finally getting a team in Lakeland, which if you don't know your Florida geography, Lakeland is about uh, the, the two-thirds mark between Orlando and Tampa, uh, it's literally right down I-4, um, honestly, for opening night for the Lakeland Magic. Uh, if, the Mag- if the Orlando Magic aren't playing, I'm planning to be there at opening night for the Lakeland Magic this year because it's that close. It's about an hour and a half drive from downtown Orlando, maybe about an hour, depending on how fast you go, about an hour, hour and a half drive from downtown Orlando. So if you're a player like, let's say, last year Steven Zimmerman and the Magic assign you to the, to the D-League, you can go play a D-League game Friday night, come back and practice with the team Saturday, go back out to the D-League on Sunday, and then come back to Orlando and play in a Magic game on Monday. That is literally the benefit of having a D-League team so close. You can literally just send players up for a game, get some playing experience, come back for practice, send them back out for a game, bring them back in for a road trip. It, it's really that simple. And... and uh, one of the things that was very interesting about uh, Jeff Weltman when he came in was, you know, he was asked specifically about using the D League and or the G League. Now it's it's sponsored by Gatorade. Um, if they want to give us money for saying that, please please do. Um, but one of the things that 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 Jeff Weltman said in his introductory press conference way back in May uh, was he was it was it was definitely a positive to have the G League there. It was definitely a positive for the Magic to have this asset to use. Because when he was with the Toronto Raptors, they used the Raptors 905, which they're located in Mississauga, which is a suburb of Toronto. They used it a lot. Pascal Siakam got a lot of time there. Bruno Caboclo got a lot of time there. They use it as as a kind of a melting pot or as kind of a, 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 a growth lab for a young coach like Jerry Stackhouse, who I think most people believe is going to be an NBA coach very soon, uh, it, it, they used it to its fullest. They got guys some rehab starts. Jared Sollinger got a rehab start there. Uh, they they get, let young players develop and germinate there. Uh, it was a really, really big tool for them. And not only that, the Raptors 905 were a good team, and they, they won. And I think the Magic, I think Weltman especially, wants to kind of do some of the same things with the Lakeland Magic. That bodes very well for uh for fans in Lakeland. The the ish the issue though right now as we sit here in August and maybe this is not a huge issue because it's still very 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 early. But the issue is right now we don't know anything about the Lakeland Magic. There's there's no players on the roster yet. That's kind of normal at this time of year, I suppose. Um, the the D League the G League draft isn't until after training camps end, so there is a little bit of a delay. Um, the Magic have not signed any two way contracts. There are no players that are populating the Lakeland Magic, other than any player who decides to stick with the Erie BayHawks when when they move to Lakeland. The, the, the Lakeland Magic uh, retain all the Erie BayHawks uh, players and personnel. Although Coach Bill Peterson has has since uh, moved on to become the uh, director of basketball operations for for Baylor, 
the Erie Bay Hawks now, who are affiliated with the Atlanta Hawks, are essentially an expansion team in the in the G League. It's not super concerning that there isn't a, a full roster, but it, it is a little, I guess, concerning that there isn't a, a clear right now. I'm not concerning, but but it, it, it's intriguing at least that there isn't a clear direction about who the Magic are going to send to the G League and how the Magic are going to use the G League. I think uh, it's more of a a curiosity than a concern right now uh, because, you know, basketball nerds like me who like talking about players who are the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th guys on the bench, uh, we definitely see the G League as a tool and an asset that the team can use. And so I think, for me at least, I'm eager to see how the Magic use this tool and how this team develops and comes together. Uh, There are some clues already about how the Magic are going to use the G League, and I'll discuss those in just a bit. But most interestingly, uh, the Magic don't have anyone, it seems like, from their Summer League roster that's going to be on the G League. I actually ran the numbers here. The Magic had four players on their Summer League roster uh, who have already signed two-way contracts, and are three players... And none of them were with the Magic. Derek Walton Jr. signed with the with the Miami Heat. A lot of people thought the Magic would give him a full roster spot, if not a two-way contract. Jalen Jones signed with the New Orleans Pelicans. He played two games with the Magic. Looked pretty good. He actually displaced Steven Zimmerman in the starting lineup. And Matt Costello signed a two-way contract with the San Antonio Spurs. He had his moments, fouled a lot in Summer League, uh, played a lot better for the Minnesota Timberwolves in Vegas than he did in Orlando, just like Jalen Jones played much better for the Pelicans in Vegas than he did for the Magic in Orlando. But those are three players who signed two-way contracts. They they clearly stood out in some way. They had enough NBA talent for a team to say, you know, we're going to invest a little bit in these guys and give them this new two-way contract that exists. The other player to make four is Marcus Georges Hunt. Um, I suspect that he will sign with an NBA team very soon. The Magic let him go essentially as a favor to him to let him try and catch on with the training camp roster. My understanding is he will not sign a two-way contract. I don't blame him for that. He played well enough to get an NBA shot or get a a, a bigger contract from a European team if he wants that. Um, But I I think that he's going to get a real shot at the NBA. So the Magic essentially have kind of let this two-way contract option Slip away. They don't have any two-way contracts on the table right now. So, how exactly are the Magic going to use the G League? Well, before we get into that, let me explain the two-way contract. The two-way contract is this new thing that was just put into the collective bargaining agreement that allows for teams to have two extra roster spots, provided that they use this two-way contract. Essentially, what that means is the player will spend most of the year in the G League, gets an elevated salary, uh, still not great sal- not great salary compared to other player compared to other NBA players, but an elevated sal- salary in the G League, uh, and then will get a maximum of forty five days at the NBA at a pro ready pro rated rookie con- rookie minimum contract. Essentially, it's to say you've got these two extra roster spots. If you want to pull this guy up onto your main roster for maximum forty five days, you can do that. Um, If not, you would then have to sign him to a regular contract and he would no longer be eligible for the G League for your team. Uh, Essentially, it's kind of like an extra star slot or a development slot for a guy that you really think is going to be um, part of your team in the future. may not be quite ready. You may not have the roster spot, but you want them to kind of stay in your system 
and play in the G League. A lot of teams have kind of jumped at the chance to, to use this, but this year's going to be largely experimental with how teams use it. My suspicion with the way the, the, the two-way contract works and the way that the Magic roster is looking, my suspicion is that the Magic will eventually sign Kem Birch to a two-way contract. My suspicion is that the or that the team is going to uh, going to bring Birch into camp, give him every opportunity to make the roster, but considering the Magic have Nikola Vucevic, Bismack Biombo, and Maurice Spates at center, I don't consider Birch a power forward, although he probably could play some power forward, and the Magic are at 15 players on the roster. It, it seems at least plausible. I, I, I wouldn't call it likely, but I would say plausible that the Magic will give Ken Birch an extra guarantee. It was $25,000. The maximum you can give to a two-way two-way player in guaranteed money is 50000 So they're under that mark. They, they'll, they'll have Ken Birch in, in camp, cut him, and then bring him back on on a two-way contract and, and have him play most of the year with the Lakeland Magic. That would give the Magic one more spot for a two-way contract. And at this point, I have no clue... Uh, uh, who they might bring in. So, how are the Magic going to use this tool? How? What exactly are they going to do with this? I think it's going to end up being very similar to the way the Raptors used it. The Raptors had Bruno Caboclo there for a good chunk of time, but I think sort of like, uh, sort of like how uh, Rob Hennigan felt about the G League or about the D League. It's still to to, to me and and I think to most general managers. It's still more beneficial for a player to get work and get practice time with the main club. And so I think we'll still see some young guys, uh, when there's ample practice time, stay with the main roster. And I I really hear target Wesley Awundu. I think that Wesley Awundu is, I I believe personally, that Wesley Awundu signed a guaranteed deal with the Magic. He's going to be on the Magic roster. He's going to take one of those roster spots that I suspect he will spend a significant amount of time in the G League, probably more time than any Magic player has uh, since since they had any type of affiliation with a D League team. Um, I think that the way the Magic's depth chart looks, there just is not a lot of playing time for Uwandu. Uh Between Fournier, Ross, Aflalo, Simmons, and to some extent Jonathan Isaac, there just isn't a lot of playing time for him. He'll get to play in practice. He'll he'll get to work with the team there. He'll spend a lot of time in the Amway Center. But my suspicion is whenever the Lakeland Magic are home or whenever the Magic have a day off and the Lakeland Magic are nearby, Wesley Awundu will suit up for the Lakeland Magic. I, I, I'm not here to tell you how many games. It could be in the teens, could be in the 20s. But I, I, I do suspect that Wesley Owundu will play a significant amount of time, or a not insignificant amount of time, let's say, for the Lakeland Magic. And that's exactly how the G League should be used. Young player, not a lot of playing time for him on the main roster. Magic clearly like him. You send him to the G League to get some game reps because there's nothing replacing game reps even at the G League level. Keep him fresh, keep him focused, keep him sharp, keep him improving his skills in game situations and have him practice with the main team. I think that's how the G League is supposed to be used. I also get the suspicion that Jonathan Isaac might also get a few games here and there at the G League. Uh, I, I think that uh, Jeff Weltman in his time with Toronto was not above sending a first-round pick down there uh, for a spot game. Let's say Jonathan Isaac's struggling a little bit. 
send him down, build some confidence if, if you think that can help him. Uh, if if he's not getting a lot of playing time for some reason, or the playing time is kind of waned off, or you know you want to reinforce some things, send him down, get him some playing time. That's that's exactly what the G League is there for. And, and Alex Martin's even said at, at Jeff Waltman's pre, uh, introductory press press conference, you will probably see major Magic players, you know, young players, obviously, spend some time in the G League. It would not surprise me if Mario Azonia gets a spot start or two in the G League, along with Awandu. Would not surprise me in the least. I think the Magic were hesitant to send Mario Azonia to Erie and kind of leave him there for a few weeks. I think sending him to Lakeland where, uh, you know, the Magic can keep a close eye on him and then bring him back, honestly, I, I think that would be a huge benefit for a young player like Azonia, especially as someone who has a lot of talent and just needs a little bit of confidence and, and see if he can perform at that level. Uh, like I said... Uh, this G League thing is more of a curiosity uh, than anything else. Uh, I, 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 I'm probably a little over eager to see what this team looks like uh, and how this whole thing's going to work. So I don't think we're in any mode to say, "Oh, the Magic, you know, need to jump on this fast," or, or, or "What are they doing? They're dragging their feet." I don't think that's the case at all. But I think it's going to be interesting to see the relationship between the Magic and their G League team this year. I think that that is going to be. A really, really intriguing thing to watch throughout the season. I'm going to keep an eye on it. Obviously, there's a lot going on with the team uh, as a whole anyway. But I think it's it's going to be a very, very interesting thing to watch. And so uh, I am looking forward to watching this whole thing play out uh, this, this, this season. Uh, so we'll see exactly how it works. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Moving on now, though, to something that's a little bit of a bigger issue, something I've been meaning to talk about a little bit, uh, but but haven't, uh, dating back to uh, to May uh, when, when the Magic introduced Jeff Weltman, and, and that is uh, something that we've already seen play out uh, in, in the things that the Magic have done already. And I think we'll continue to see this play out in the things the Magic uh, do Maybe behind the scenes, maybe stuff we don't even hear about, but but things that we don't, that the Magic will do moving forward as well. When the Magic hired Jeff Weltman, almost immediately they also hired John Hammond as Jeff Weltman's general manager, essentially his his second in command for the team. Very quickly after that, uh, the Magic also hired Pete D'Alessandro, a former general manager of the Sacramento Kings. All of a sudden, now the Magic had two advisors who had been in the lead chair. Now say what you want about. D'Alessandro's time with the Sacramento Kings, say what you want about John Hammond's time with the Milwaukee Bucks, as well as other teams. These are guys that have been in that lead chair and have had experience. Something the Magic did not have before. Now, Jeff Weltman is a first-time president of basketball operations, general manager, whatever you want to call it, uh, lead chair guy. He is in the lead chair for the first time in his 25-year career in the NBA. Uh Rob Hennigan, you know, Rob Hennigan surrounded himself with plenty of experience too. Scott Perry 
is now the general manager of the New York Knicks, Steve Mills, second in command. Um, you know, a, a forward-facing guy for the Knicks. Uh, you know, Matt Lloyd, very experienced guy, stayed on the Magic, uh, stayed on the Magic's, uh, um, uh, you know, staff. So, for, as far as we know right now, he's still on the Magic staff as an assistant GM. The Magic have gone down this road of of bringing in experienced guys to help someone who's relatively inexperienced. But it seems like the Magic are doing a little bit more. Alex Martins, uh, the Magic CEO, back uh, when they introduced Jeff Weltman, said, quote, We have made a recommitment to our basketball operations with our resources, with our commitment to the approach. I can confidently say we are investing in our basketball operation at a level this organization never had before with the intent of getting back into contention and giving Jeff and his team and John as well the tools to do that, end quote. Essentially what this is saying is what we all suspected with the hires, but I think something a little bit more. The Magic are putting in a lot more money into their basketball operations. It starts with the staff. When they hired Jeff Weltman as president of basketball operations, that is a step up in salary. The reason you hire a president of basketball operations is that is a title bigger than general manager. When you hire John Hammond as your general manager, you are hiring someone who costs a little bit more. There is a financial investment going on with the magic. And again, a lot of it we may not see. But we know from the guys that they hired to lead this team, to, to lead the, 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 the organization, we know from the guys that they've hired that they are putting some money down. Now, with, with that investment comes the expectation for results, and you know maybe that guided some of the team's decisions. The DeVos family has never been afraid to— I should, I should amend that. The DeVos family has always spent money, at least up to the luxury tax. The, the 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 run in the 2000s with Tracy McGrady, the Ma- the Magic were deathly afraid of going into the luxury tax, and that hamstrung the team, especially because Grant Hill wasn't playing. But when the Magic got to the finals in 2009, they were willing to go into the luxury tax to keep their team contending. The only reason the Magic have not spent a lot on payroll up until last season was because that was Rob Hennigan's strategy to to leave open some cap room. Invest in young, cheap players, you know, not to go wholeheartedly into salary cap hell. That changed, of course, when the team said, you know, we need to win. And the Magic spent and spent and spent and spent, and and they're paying for it a little bit right now. The Magic were shrewd with their free agency dollars, but I think when the time comes, the DeVos family is not going to be afraid to spend. They want to win. But they're also now, it appears, doing some other things. Again, things that we may not even see as far as building up a stronger analytics department, building up a stronger scouting department, building up uh, just a stronger basketball operations, training staff, you know, things that the players need to succeed. That all goes into basketball operations. It seems like they are setting a higher budget for Jeff Weltman to go out and give the Magic basketball team the best opportunity to win on the floor. And that is a huge, huge step forward for this team. Obviously, just like anything else, you can have the greatest plan in the world, but you've got to execute it. 
And, you know, any of these guys, it is a win or lose business. It is a zero-sum game. And whether Jeff Wellman is successful will depend on whether the team wins or loses. You can have the best facility, you can have the best tools, but you got to get in the right people. You got to get in the right players, and you got to produce on the floor. But it does seem like the Magic are investing more. The, the Lakeland Magic are a big part of it. Bringing a team into the Central Florida market to support the Orlando Magic is a huge step. They weren't using the Erie Bayhawks effectively. They couldn't use the Erie Bayhawks effectively. And while certainly the plan to bring the Magic, bring a G League team to Central Florida or nearby predated Jeff Weltman, it is, again, representative of the huge investment the Magic as an organization are making in this team. Again, none of this matters. None of this matters if the Magic don't perform on the floor. But clearly there was a recognition that the Magic needed more. It wasn't just about turning to a GM and saying, build us a winner. It was about, you know, maybe giving him a little more freedom. Maybe loosening the purse strings a little bit. Certainly with this investment, the Magic need to perform. But the Magic seemed to also recognize that something else had changed and something else needed to be done in order for this team to be successful. That's where I'm going to leave it off for today. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll have plenty more to come this week. Uh, uh, got got a you know obviously got some episode. Got, I've got a I've got a good episode planned hopefully for Thursday where we'll talk with our good pal Zach Palmer of Orlando Magic Daily. Uh, we'll also have the Facebook Live uh, on on Thursday uh, for Friday's podcast as well. Uh, tentatively, I'll let you know the the time and and uh, that I'll be broadcasting that. Um, I also want to remind everyone that you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast as well on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places that you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Uh, and be sure to leave us a ranking as well. It does help us climb, uh, or leave us a, a, a review. Helps us climb the rankings. That, that Disney podcast is still number one. It's inside the Magic, we want to be the number one. Orlando Magic Podcast, so make that happen. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-R-R underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com and follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily, as well as like us on Facebook at orlandomagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank everyone again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. 
There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.